SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock it is. Uh, Hilton Tarrant and Guguletto and Fupi with you on the Market Update this Friday evening, the 26th of July. First up, as always, Guguletto has your business news. And this In Business Today is brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. She is in the Spur Corp, the local franchise that operates Spur Steak Ranches and Panarotti's Pizza Pasta outlets, climbed the most in more than 11 weeks after it announced today that its sales rose by 16% in the year through June 2013. The shares jumped as, by as much as 6% in early trade today, slipping slightly later on during the course of the day. Spur says restaurant sales in South Africa rose by 15% in the 12 months, whilst sales at its international operations advanced by 25%, boosted by a weaker rand in the second half of the financial year. It's also opened 23 new outlets in that period. Reserve Bank Governor Joel Marcus says South Africa's economic growth prospects have weakened and constraints in the electricity supply pose further downside risks. Marcus told the bank's annual general meeting today that inflation is seen remaining within the 3 to 6% target band despite an expected temporary breach in the third quarter of this year but was uncomfortably close to the top of the range. And De Beers, the largest diamond producer by value, expects the global polished diamond market to grow by more than 2% this year, helped by a recovery in the U.S. demand. The firm also announced today that it sees the company's output target staying in line with 2012 levels. Looking at the market now, the JCO share index is closed in the red, down by two-thirds of 1% at 40,497 points. The rand is trading at 9 rand 79 against the US dollar, 15 rand exactly to the British pound, and 12 rand 98 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,319 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $107, and the platinum price at $1,420 an ounce. Thanks, Google. This in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your farming business? Could it be the difference between sowing and reaping, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. West Bank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Eight minutes after six o'clock, Wayne McCurry of Momentum Wealth alongside us here in studio. Wayne, market down by 0.6%, 40,497 weakness across the board. Yeah, it was right across the board. I mean, the, 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 really, the really weak sectors where the goals came down quite a bit and some of the retailers. Banks weren't too bad. Life assurers came down um, a little bit. But uh, Billiton and Anglo's actually more or less closed flat. Now, Anglo's was up a little bit given its results, but we'll talk about that later on. But, yeah, it was a red day. But the market's been doing this for a long time now. It goes down to 38,000, 39,000. Then it bounces back up to 41,000. Mm-hmm. Then it holds time. You know, the market, at a, I mean, we say this just about every week. 
the market at a 17 price earnings ratio is quite expensive. Eh? So you cannot expect a resurgent market, despite the fact that Europe looks like it's improving, uh, the US looks fair, China we don't know what's happening, but very negative on the SA, direct SA shares. Mm. Our growth rate here is just going down and down. I mean, it, it, it's actually getting to a worrying level because we're at the level now with high inflation and low economic growth that the government doesn't get its tax revenues in. You know, everyone comes un- under pressure and every set of results that you read, it's the consistent theme. So in South African results, consistent theme, consumer under severe pressure. For Reserve Bank Governor Jill Marcus to warn yes. about a growth forecast which could be lowered further just literally a week after her last address yeah. at the at the MPC. Yeah, that's, things are that's serious. Things are tough, and you know, I suppose everyone naturally looks to the government to sort out everything, whether it's in the government's power or not to sort it out. Who knows? But you would think, you know, in the wage negotiations, and that there'll mm-hmm. be more um, decisive action taken. I, I don't know. When you mentioned you mentioned the weakness in the gold sector today, a little slightly earlier as well, with the JC Gold index down by at least more than three percent, above three and a half percent today. But not only that, but there's also been a lot of turbulence within the gold sector with regard to the wage negotiations yes. that have been ongoing, and there's just no resolution being found there. So it seems as though staff aren't happy, management's not happy, and well, the no one's not making. Happy. Well, essentially, when you, when no one's making money, no one's happy, mm. and that's the actual problem with the gold. Now you can blame, I suppose, a lot of factors for the the gold industry in South Africa, but essentially there's very little profitable gold left, and what is left is very, very deep in the ground. So we are in a declining industry, and unfortunately, you know, if high wage demands are met and high, it, it's just, it'll just hasten the decline. You know, uh, if costs escalate going forward, the same as what they escalated in the past, I'm talking about costs per ounce of gold, I mean, effectively, we won't have a gold industry in eight years' time. There will, there will be no gold industry because no one will be able to mine it profitably. Now, whether this is possible or not, I just don't know. All people have got together, get, get together and say, this is so critical for South Africa that everyone's got to compromise here to, to try and keep the industry sustainable. I don't know whether it is, even if people do compromise, because as I said, this, the gold's just not there anymore. Moving on to another mining company, Kumba, that's at a 52-week low today. Uh, not maybe not surprising, given the fact that it published its numbers early on this week, yeah. uh, reporting a 4% dip in operating profit. Yeah, but look, they also had strikes and issues there, and they, the one mine's doing well, but the other one's not doing well. The, 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 the rand price of iron ore actually isn't all that bad. The dollar price is held up at the 110, 120-odd level, and of course the rand is weakened, so they're just going to get more volume through. Iron ore was always going to be a problem commodity simply because that's where the big money was spent three or four years ago and a whole lot of extra production has come on stream. Uh, China's actually cutting uh, some of their very unprofitable steel mills out, um, beca- uh, you know, taking it out of the system because of the economic uh, downturn that we're experiencing. So I think there's still a bit more pain to come on the iron ore side, but Kumba's a very strong balance sheet and you'll still get your dividends. So maybe now is not a bad time to actually go and look at buying the shares, whereas 
you know, we've certainly stayed well clear of iron ore for a long time now. When, as Gugu mentioned earlier, Spur out with a, yes. a trading update for the full year. AVI, another consumer-focused stock, it's got the I&J business in there as well as uh, the Spitz fashion yeah. businesses. Uh, two, two very different trading updates as well. Yeah, look, uh, AVI, this, this is a fantastic company, but the results did not live up to the share price expectations. So this is a 19 PE, 18 PE. It took pain today when those results came out. Shows margin slippage. And it is a funny company to sort of get your head around. You know, it's got fish, biscuits, and shoes. Mm. Um, <laughs> but personally, I think if the share price had to fall another 10, 15, maybe 20%, you should go and buy it. It's a high-quality company. Now, Spur is completely opposite. You know, also a fairly high PE, also 18, 19, 20 PE, but excellent results. Now, part of this whole equation is that, you know, food inflation and the cost of food uh, is, is, is actually quite high. And whatever measure you want to use, and depending on how you look at it, you can make a very valid argument that it's actually cheaper to buy food at mm. a, a takeaway or a restaurant than what it actually is to cook it at home. It actually is cheaper. It's certainly more convenient. I mean, there's lots of other arguments, but quite clearly they're offering value for money because people are going there. Just don't, on, just don't order the wine. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's expensive, yeah. Two, one. This is the space station that connects all the media that cover the stories on African business that happen in meetings attended by people that travel on planes and also on trains that connect business centers that handle the trades by means of computers that are run by the people that talk on the phones that are linked by the satellite we funded. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Almost quarter past six. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. While global diversified miner Anglo-American today announced a streamlined management structure, a plan to cut $1.3 billion in costs and a target to find at least another $2.2 billion in improvements. That's in a bid to right the ship. It reported a 28% drop in first half underlying earnings to $1.25 billion, largely because of lower metal prices. New Chief Executive Mark Kudifani says if you use the same prices as last year, though, the group performed 10% better. But he cautioned that there remains a great deal of work to be done. If one looks over the last eight quarters, that's the past two years, only 11% of Anglo-Americans' business units have managed to hit their budgets. A performance Kudifani describes as unacceptably poor. This figure rises to 38% if one looks over the last quarter, but Kudifani says this remains far below the 80% level he's targeting. My colleague Jeff Candy of MindWeb.com spoke with Kudifani earlier and asked him if perhaps too much was expected from the review currently underway by the chief executive, who's only been in that corner office for close on four months. Well, I think one view would be some of them didn't understand what we're actually talking about. Um, the one point three is the stuff we said we will do based on the early work. Um, for those that took the time to pull it apart, and certainly in some of the following conversations, what we've done is we've identified the uh, cost improvement work uh, that we've done through the asset review and we think there's significant potential then we said we'd unpack that in November so I think that's the critical piece quite frankly I don't think you can do that properly in three months uh, we've indicated that there's at least a 1.4 billion dollar lift from the projects we've already got in train that goes with the 1.3 and that includes the, uh, some elements of the platinum restructure uh, and then the operating review work 
uh, has to be offset against some of those risks. So we said that uh, what we're trying to pull is or improve is three and a half billion. That gets us to the fifteen percent. And what we'll do is unpack the second half of that conversation in November. Mm. Uh, Mark, talking on the, the media call this morning, you said if, if Anglo-American can succeed in South Africa, the sector will succeed. What do you need to see in South Africa for Anglo-American to succeed? Well, certainly from our point of view, is making sure that we have clarity around the regulatory framework going forward, supportive of, of businesses being successful. And certainly we're in some good dialogues with the government, so I'm not suggesting that's not possible, but uh, from our point of view, the adjustments to the MPRDA, the various acts need to be very clear and, and certainly constructive for our industry. Uh, we need to work together and make sure that the social climate, including that of uh, uh, connections with the unions are, are sorted out in a constructive way. Again, I think we're heading in the right direction in those conversations. And then finally, I think we've got to put 1999 behind us as a company with the government and work out how we have a good constructive relationship going forward. And I think we've got to play a part in that. And we're looking for the government to, to meet us some part of the way in terms of putting that a hand across to each other and make sure we're working together for the good of South Africa. We've seen uh, already significant dispute or between the, the, the gold sector and the unions in terms of wage negotiations. With regards to Anglo-American Platinum, clearly those wage negotiations are coming up. They're going to likely run in parallel with the, uh, the, the, the review process and the Section 189. What kind of tack are you going to be taking in terms of those conversations and relations with the unions? Well, it's actually interesting. I read some comments from Neil Froneman in the last couple of days around the uh, gap between the gold business and, and employees. I think one when the employees went in at 60% and the gold industry went in at 4%. It's pretty clear that 60% uh, is an absolutely ludicrous figure, that the gold industry is in big trouble. And I think Neil's comment that the industry stands together, it has to, or there is no industry. So uh, I think the way they've articulated is absolutely right. He's, he's predicting that they'll probably go to arbitration. I think he's a good chance they're right. This is so far apart that reality will have to play its part. And um, if you go to arbitration, you may actually get a resolution a lot quicker than most people think. So I'm hopeful that that will be how it plays out, or the unions will have to move a fair way. But I think they're struggling as well because they've got expectations of the membership whipped up by people who don't care about South Africa, who don't care about the future. I think that those that do care about the country will work hard to make sure the two parties come together and create a reasonable result. And I've got to think that as South Africans, everything I've seen in the last six years when I've been there is that they come together and, and, and work out and make sure things go the right way in a crisis. And I think we're in a crisis, and I'm hopeful that those issues will be resolved. That's Mark Kurifani there, the new chief executive of Anglo-American. Wayne, he talks, a, he talks a very good game. Yeah, look, it's tough being the boss of a commodity company in a down cycle. Eh? It's tough. You have got to cut everything, all, cut, all costs. You've got to cut capital expenditure. You've got to review all of your operations. You're under severe pressure by the market. Yeah, but that's a cycle, and it will all eventually recover, and and that's part of what causes a cycle. When things get tough, everyone cuts back, and what happens is that supply peaks and falls as demand bottoms and rises, and then you get another cycle, and then you, not back to the races again, but you back to the upside. Whether that happens in three years' time, two years' time, five years' time, no one actually knows, but it will eventually happen because it always does. But the points he makes about the gold industry is what we discussed early on. The, in, the gold industry is in far worse shape than the platinum industry. Platinum industry is just a question of price. 
it's not a question of, of, of physical availability. Mm. Wayne McCurry of uh, Momentum Wealth before him, Mark Kudifani, Chief Executive of Anglo-American, and today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. Mr. Nkulu, supply is about to exceed demand. Please switch me off. Thank you. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you, meaning you can eliminate wastage and reduce your operating costs. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. This is the fortune that came from the sale of the cows and the sheep that graze in the fields where they found scattered seeds that came from the maize that secured funding for the co-op that planted the maize that was tended by the farmer on the fertile land that was found in the valley that was once a barren piece of land in Africa. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Well, earlier this week, I spoke to Ian Moyer, the chief executive of retail group Woolworths in our upper echelon feature. Having taken leadership of the company in November 2010, Moyer mentioned that he's steadfast on leaving a positive legacy at the firm. In particular, we spoke about the kind of customer that Woolworths has managed to attract, a customer that appears to be very resilient against economic turbulence, while the rest of South African consumers face financial pressure. I asked Ian how Woolworths has managed to target such a customer base, but more importantly, if the company will continue to see more growth from it. Look, we are seeing growth coming from that market now. Uh, as you say, that consumer has been more resilient. Um, they're in a stronger position and certainly have not been impacted by the pullback in unsecured lending. Uh, so if you have a look at our sales over the last six months, they've been strong. We're taking market share. The business is performing. Um, and I think there is still a lot of headroom. If you, you look at our relative market share, particularly in foods, there's still a long way to go before we've um, reached our ceiling. So we're going to really aggressively grow the brand in South Africa as well as Africa and Australia. Um, and we see us taking more money from existing customers. We're already doing that. And we see ourselves attracting new customers that are in that 8, 9, 10, but currently um, don't shop at Woolworths. Any plans to launch new brands in the country? Um, no plans um, other than Witchery, which we acquired recently in Australia. Um, that business, since we acquired it about nine months ago, performing very well. I'm very happy with how um, we've transitioned that business into the group as a whole. So we'll launch Witchery and Mimco, which is an accessories brand, in um, March of next year. And we'll launch it in our own stores and we'll launch it in standalone stores. Exactly the same thing as we did with Country Road and Trenany. With with launching a new brand in a country or a market like South Africa and Africa, what's the decision-making criteria, the selection criteria? I doubt it's just a cut-and-paste job. Yeah, it's actually quite a complex pro. Even deciding on a single new store in the South African marketplace, a lot of work goes into, you know, what what are the customers, what demographic type are they, what's their um, lifestyle, what are they looking for, how much of our business can we, ha- how much of a business can we have here, how much market share could we reasonably expect in this area, what substitution might we get, and then when we look at different markets, you know, how big can they be, um, what constitutes critical mass. How profitable can we be? There's there's an enormous amount of work. And, you know, right down to 
what area and you know what location and what mall and what area um, how do we build it up over time? How much do we invest? How quickly do we um, expand in the marketplace? All of those um, are considerations either in any market or in any store. You mentioned growing market share earlier on a few moments ago as well as uh, obviously expansion projects for Woolworths. What would you say are other contributing factors to your key strategy that you're trying to drive and, and for Woolworths under your leadership? Look, I, I think we've done an, we've done a number of, of things over the last three or four years that have transformed the business. You know, we've changed our we've changed our merchandise cycle. We've changed the way we source and, and manage our goods. So we've increased our profit margins. It's made us a much more profitable business in clothing. We've become much faster, much more fashionable, much more modern clothing. That younger, blacker customer is responding to that, and that's great for the future um, of our business. In in foods, we've got, uh, I think, a, a really exciting future. That's all about more stores, bigger stores, a bigger catalogue and offer, um, more exciting, innovative um, product, playing on our strengths, uh, but also challenging new customers to try Woolworths and challenging our existing customers to say everything you want for your um, food shop you can now get at Woolies at great prices with all of the quality that's always been there and you know what you can get everything you want you don't have to go somewhere else and that was Ian Moyer the chief executive of retail group Woolworths in our upper echelon feature millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank but almost everyone has a cell phone so if the people can't come to the bank Bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. 26 minutes after 6 o'clock, Magnus Heistek of Brenthurst Wealth joins us in our My Money feature this Friday evening. Magnus, we spoke last night uh, about fees, charges, costs, all these things uh, that are involved when it comes to investing and saving. And you made the point that fees are necessary and fees will always exist um, when saving. We got cut off towards the end. Regulation 28. Let's let's dwell on that for a moment. When you save for your retirement, uh, funds need to... Uh, either be compliant with Regulation 28 or not, com- or, or not compliant with Regulation 28. What is Regulation 28? It's, it's a fairly controversial regulation which was in, brought in about two years ago. Prior to that, the, the funds had to be compliant in terms of certain guidelines at fund level. So if you've got a fund with 100 million, you have to have 75 million, not more than 75 million in equities, 25% in property, offshore, etc. It's like a prescribe what you can and, and cannot invest. Treasury then decided instead of having this regulation imposed at fund level, it will be posed at individual level. So you, Mr. Tarrant, cannot exceed those regulations. So and every person has to abide by those rules. And to make it further com- complicated, Prior to the cutoff, if your fund was 100% in equities, it can stay in equities if you wanted to have it in equities. Unless you change a debit order, then you've got to fall back into the Regulation 28. So currently for a new investment in retirement, annuities, preservation funds, provident funds, etc., at personal level, you've got to follow the guidelines. 
not more than 75% in equities and 25% property. And then they've got the strange ruling, you cannot have more than 100% in cash. Now, <laughs> I would like 120% in cash, but that's not possible. It adds a layer of complexity to the whole investment process. And a lot of uh, uh, retail investors are actually confused by this. And I think the industry itself is saying that government is telling people to save for their retirement. It talks about costs and it talks about fees, yet government or treasury is actually retarding the growth that you could have over a lifetime by saying you may not have more than 75% in equities. You could have something else. And and, and smart guys like Wayne McCurry will tell you, young person, I want maximum growth. I want equities because it's from equities that you're going to get your big payout over time, 30, 40 years down the line. Now, if you quantify that factor, I mean, that, that has a major impact on your ultimate pension fund at the end of the day. So it's an added layer of complexity. It's, it's, it's a rule. Industry doesn't like it, but they have to abide by that. I personally think it's, it's, it's a little bit strange to end off. If you move eventually from your retirement pot into a living annuity, mm. you can put 100% into gold shares if you wanted. Now, that doesn't make sense to me. And I've seen cases where people have gone overseas with 100% of their retirement pot or gold or, or industrials, whatever they might be, and they've lost a lot of money in the wrong cycle. That doesn't make sense to me. Marcus Haystack is with Brenthurst Wealth. Well, it was a day where the JSC ended down 0.6%, 40,497 on the all share. We're seeing U.S. markets lower this evening. The rand is at 9.77 against the dollar. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb from myself, Hilton Tarrant. And myself, Gukulet Fupi. Have yourselves a great weekend. We're back on Monday at 6 o'clock at 6.30 now and time for Game Plan.